And we're joined now by Emergency Management and Recovery Minister Mark Mitchell. Uh, kia ora, Minister. Welcome to the programme. Uh, kia ora, Ingrid. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, it is rough li- listening to that, isn't it? It's, it it's is. remarkable it is, what those people went through. Yep. The big question, uh, are we better off a year on in terms of how we would cope keeping uh, people and, and property safe uh, should a similar event occur? Well, I think you can hear the emotion in people and there's a deep fatigue there and, and there's many people that um, have been profoundly impacted that um, are still trying to work through that themselves. And uh, the one thing that I would say is obviously the people in Tairawhiti and, and, and Hawke's Bar in particular um, have shown an incredible um, spirit of community. They're very resilient. Um, Oz and Wara, a day after Gabriel came through, um, the local council had turned out to a council building that had no power. Um, you had farmers sort of coming into town on, on trailers to rescue people out of their homes that were um, surrounded by water. The local Marae set up the command and control centre for them. Um, you know, there's extraordinary stories of how the community actually came together and supported one another through it. But it is extremely difficult and, um, and there is definitely fatigue out there. And from a central government point of view, we are completely focused on trying to speed things up and trying to get closure for people so they can get on with their lives. Okay, one of the things we've heard from a number of people that they felt let down by authorities in terms of uh, no warnings being given, no evacuations, we had mass failure of infrastructure as well. So are we better placed now should a similar event occur today? What's been done to well, improve that? Well, there has been massive damage to infrastructure, road infrastructure, water infrastructure that um, that needs to be rebuilt and that does take time to do that. I think that there is... I think we're more prepared uh, in, in a state of readiness because, unfortunately, um, they've been through it and so they know now how to prepare and how to be more ready for another event. And unfortunately, as a country, we're at the top of we're sort of at the top of the range in terms of having been hit by these uh, ongoing weather events. So we have to have a high state of readiness. Yeah. So d- just let me interrupt you there. Sorry, but how are we more ready? Are you talking about civil defence and local authorities? So I think that civil defence and local authorities, absolutely. But, you know, Tairawhiti, I was up there just before Christmas where they built a purpose-built um, command and control centre uh, where all the first responders and services can co-locate in terms of the um, the response. Um, I think that, you know, the planning that's gone into it, the learnings that have come out of the um, of Gabriel and Hale means that we are in a better, stronger position. From a NEMA point of view, we're constantly working. We've got Sajiri Mataparai's um, report that will be released in March that will inform us in terms of how we strengthen the legislation around and make sure that we're much stronger as a country to be able to continue to respond to these weather events. Yeah, well, what, yeah, what about other parts of the country? Because, as you say, that area has been hit a number of times, but this could happen anywhere. Yeah, look, I was down on, in Westland um, you know, a few weeks ago when they had when Met Service put out a red alert on a heavy rain warning over there and I was with the Mayor Helen Lash and her CD team and, and the entire team across all the first responders. They put themselves in a state of emergency. They're outstanding. Um, there's deep capability, but we've got to keep building on that and uh, from a national level we've got to look at ways that we can support that, make sure that we can surge in and that we have a, a good, strong response to any um, you know, further weather events. What about power and communication infrastructure, which had massive failures uh, with the station going down and, and cell phone towers out? What's been done in terms of building that resilience? Well, a lot of that is local-led, and they are very focused on that, making sure that their core infrastructure is reinstated and, and, and reinforced, and there's lots of them been quite a bit of mitigation work going on around making sure that it's protected from future um, weather events and flooding events. So there has been a lot of work done in that area. 
Just finally on this issue, uh, many of the people uh, we've spoken to say one of the lessons they learned is don't wait for authorities, take action yourself. What would you say to those people? Look, I think that your own personal state of readiness is really important. Um, have a grab bag, um, have some supplies that you can have because, as we saw, um, communications can go down. There can be massive disruption in terms of how severe the event is. Um, so having your own personal state of readiness is actually really important. Are you heading up there for the anniversary today? I am. I'm flying out shortly to um, up to Hawke's Bay and I'll be up there for commemorations and I'll be spending time with um, our first responders. Okay. Uh, You'll also be aware in your position as Police Minister of the uh, documents obtained by RNZ this week showing the the ageing 111 call system is putting lives at risk. Are you going to fix that? So yes, of course I was made aware of that as the incoming government and um, uh, I'm working with police now uh, to work on the computer-assisted dispatch system to make sure that it is is stable, uh, still fit for purpose and focused on what we need to do to continue to enhance and um, and make sure that we've got a world-class um, you know, assistant, uh, call, 111 call and dispatch system. Okay, would that include being able to text uh, 111 and, and video calls? Well, the police have said that that's certainly texting is something that, um, that they feel now is important in terms of being able to integrate into the system. So, yes, I'm working with police on that. When will that be delivered? Well, we're going. We're going through a stage, a period at the moment around looking for cost savings and um, and sorting out um, budgets and things like that. And that's part of that ongoing work. Okay. So, could could a an appropriate one 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 call system be a casualty of the uh, cost cutting? Well, I don't want to speculate on that. I just, all I'll say is that I'm aware of. I'm aware now, of course, um, as the incoming minister, that um, the work that the police want to do in terms of enhancing that system and making sure that we've got a world-class okay. system no, and I'm yes. working with them to make sure that we do it. But being aware of a problem and doing something about it are two different things. And, and that's what I'm saying. I'm, we're doing something about it. We're sitting down now and I'm working with police just to work out a plan in terms of what we do about it. Appreciate your time this morning. That is Emergency Management and Recovery Minister, also Police Minister Mark Mitchell.